Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and I'm now joined in studio by Joan Blight. She is the president and managing consultant and founder of Strategic Philanthropy, and she's also an award winner for the Outstanding Professional Fundraiser from the Manitoba Philanthropy Awards, happening Thursday, the 15th of November. Joan, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So you have helped hundreds of organizations across Manitoba, Canada, and the States with philanthropy and, and with a strategic approach to it. So I guess my first question is, where does your drive come from? Like, where do you find the inspiration to, uh, to support all these organizations with philanthropy? Well, my inspiration is from seeing the difference that's made in communities, about getting people involved, engaged, uh, you know, whether it's in being serving as a volunteer, whether it's giving, and it is about making a difference. Seeing that impact, I guess, is what totally. inspires you, for totally. sure. So you've worked in, I read, Calgary, Toronto, Winnipeg. Now, what are some of the differences between Manitoba-based giving and sort of out east or out west or even down south or anywhere? Like, how does Manitoba differ from different parts of the country or the world? Well, my sense is that giving in Manitoba is more broad-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that, I think, reflects the economy here because we are so diversified as an economy, as in that sense. But also, it's a pretty small uh, town by comparison, right. a small city, and people know one another. And in terms of leadership, uh, I think in some respects, it's easier to engage leadership here mm-hmm. in just because of the size of community. They're just more accessible, right? They are more accessible. Um, But there were also, I was in those cities a long time ago, and there were some major differences. When I went to Calgary, it was at the time of an oil turndown, and so people were very concerned about raising funds. In fact, they had set the United Way goal lower than it had been the previous than what they'd raised the previous year just because of how the economy was they were concerned and i said there is no way so i started on july 1st and i said we cannot go out to the community asking for less money than was raised last year because the needs aren't you know yeah the needs aren't changing or going down and so i demonstrated through analysis um, that in fact we could raise what was needed so they agreed by the end of the summer the cabinet to set the goal at the same amount as had been raised and we exceeded that you spend a lot of time helping others figure out their strategy for philanthropy, but what's what's near and dear to your heart? What are, what are some causes that you can get behind and really enjoy supporting? What, what makes your heart swell with pride when you see uh, that cause being supported? Well, there's more probably many, many. Yeah. Uh, there's no question. Yeah. Um, first and foremost is is the social service area in terms of I just believe there's so many people that need help uh, and if they can get connected with a program or service that helps them, that that's really remarkable because you can see significant changes mm-hmm. in people's lives For because sure. of that. Yeah. Um, I'm also very committed to the special needs area. Mm-hmm. I've worked with an organization in Winnipeg called Gaining Resources Our Way, oh, cool. and they work with young adults uh, on the, you know, who are in transitional t- period of time, and it's uh, it's been remarkable the changes that have been seen there. So, yeah. but. I also love the arts, needless to say, whether sure. it's music or ballet or theater, uh, which I'm a member. And I've, I've also worked and am committed to higher education. There's so many great healthcare. organizations and things in the city to support. Like, Well, there are. And I've worked across all the sectors, except um, I have not done much in sport and recreation. Mm-hmm. 
And I made a decision a long time ago. I wouldn't work in political activity because uh, that's not charitable. I understand <laughs> that for sure. So we talked a little bit about trends, but what are some of the trends that you're kind of seeing in the charitable sector these days when it comes to maybe millennials or when it comes to the senior population? Like, where do you see things kind of shifting? Well, a big concern is that the number of donors is decreasing, but giving right. is increasing, meaning fewer people are giving more. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of trend you ever want to see, right? right? But the the reality now is that there are so many other things to give to. And I think millennials do want to be involved, and and I believe they give. But if you look at other opportunities just for GoFundMe pages, you know, for different causes that are not necessarily charitable, whatever, but still very worthy... I think there's lots of giving going on, but it doesn't get counted in terms of right. the kind of, uh, in terms of what what's counted in the reports that uh, I read around the research and giving. So how does that affect your work if you if you know that there's giving that's happening, but it's not included in the sort of statistics? Like how do you uh, how do you adjust your what you're doing? Uh, still, in my view, this the, the very best uh, advice you can give to any organization is to strive for excellence and do the very best that they can in providing the services and programs because that's what ultimately... And the people will sells. find you. If you build it, they will come, right? Well, to a degree. I mean, you have to... There, There's multi-channel giving now, you know. But most of the organizations, which are smaller, are not equipped to do all those kinds of things. And so they need to select what they can do and to do it well. And that's always my advice is to, to start small, but do what you're doing very well. Right. And then expand. It's far worse to go broad and not do it well. Right. Try to be everything to all people. And then, yeah, you end up not being anything to anyone. Yeah. What do you want your legacy to be? Um, That's a very tough question for me. It's just I think that I've um, devoted my life to philanthropic giving and philanthropy as a whole Mm -hmm. in terms of its very critical role in our world in creating a civil society and contributing to Canadian society in a way that's very meaningful. Well said. Well, one way that you're going to be uh, sort of celebrated on Thursday is uh, you're winning. You have won the Outstanding Professional Fundraiser Award. What, how did you feel when you first heard that this was going to be a, a distinction that you'd be gaining? Well, I was stunned at first when I was asked, uh, if I, first of all, if I could let my name stand. And uh, it, it just truly is an honor. Um, I, I was very pleased. Uh, I know it's the outstanding fundraiser of 2018 but for me it's a lifetime achievement sure. I mean 40 <laughs> years plus yes. right yeah. yeah and so uh, I think it's as I say I feel very honored well congratulations on the award we will see you at the dinner at the lunch on Thursday November the 15th at the Manitoba Philanthropy Awards Joan Blight president and managing consultant with strategic philanthropy if you go to strategicphilanthropy.ca you can find out more information there and she can help you out with anything you could possibly need when in the world of philanthropy Joan thank you so much for talking to us today thank you for this opportunity mm-hmm.